Today on the podcast, we have Katie Jo Spizak. She is an NWSL agent who was a former college Hall of Fame soccer player at Texas A&M, who went on to play professionally and then coach professionally, and now is on the agency side. So we talk a lot about marketing and branding and business. We talk a little bit of name image likeness, and we talk about the massive rise in women's sports, period. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. But I was watching this video right before this, and it was it was your Hall of Fame. You might be the first Hall of Famer we have on the podcast, by the way. The oh, Texas wow. Hall of Fame induction video. Texas A&M. Texas A&M. What did I say? Texas. Did I? Tex I know it's Texas A&M. I'm looking at it right now. Texas. I just did, misspoke it. Uh, Texas A&M. I'm sorry to, to <laughs> those bastards down there. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> And you're going on your recruiting visit, your official visit. Is this correct? And you yeah. hitchhiked from the airport to campus? I did. I did. So it's, it's crazy. Wow. kind of a window. It's kind of a window into my life and gives you a glimpse of who I am. Um, so, you know, 16, 17-year-old, it was a little different back then than it is today. Yeah, but it wasn't um, the 70s. Like my dad did that in high school. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, I was in nineties or whatever. Yeah, I meant sorry, my age. So I was a little older going on an official visit than most kids yeah. go on visits now. But um, so my flight from St. Louis to Dallas was delayed because of weather. So by the time I got to Dallas to go catch a puddle hopper to College Station, the plane had gone, um, and my options were to. Um, stay the night in Dallas and catch the next flight at like 11 a.m. Keep in mind, I was 16, 17 years old and never been to Texas and, you know, never really been to the city on my own. So staying over the night wasn't ideal. Sure. The next unideal situation was to call the coach and have him drive three hours up to get me to drive three hours back to College Station. And I'm like, I, I don't want to hear a sales pitch and how amazing the program is and the campus and blah, blah, blah. I just, I can't deal with that. So my third option, which I thought was the best one, was to approach this woman who I overheard saying she's getting a rental car to drive. I've never been to Texas in my life. I'm a Midwestern gal, never been to Texas, you know, thought it was going to be like cowboys and horses everywhere, which isn't all true. Um, so yeah, I asked this woman for a ride and on the drive in, like an hour into it, I used her big car cell phone to call my mom and to call the coach to update them. Both freaked out. Was it smart? No, but again, like life gives you, puts you in situations and you have to manage and deal with it. I needless to say, it was, you know, it was a road to an amazing amazing career at Texas A&M uh, and I kicked it off properly sure sure crazy though like I, I couldn't imagine doing that as a 16 17 year old now for sure uh, yeah like I, I I mean as a 37 year old now I wouldn't do that <laughs> uh, but that's how you started. times times are different but still I yeah. mean back in the early 2000s it wasn't much different so yeah I just figured that if any this woman tried to start anything or do anything crazy. I, I could take her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or get out of the situation. Well, I mean, was she like small, big? You felt comfortable. You I mean, I'm I'm a big I'm a big frame. I'm six two, right. so I'm a lot of ladies. She was much smaller than me, um, 
and that was my rational thinking then. <laughs> well, you made it. We're here. We're here. So you're good. Yeah, now. we're here. <laughs> so you go on. You have a yeah. obviously a, great, a Hall of Fame career at Texas A&M. Talk to talk to me about next steps from there. Next steps from there. So I was um, I got picked up by the Washington Freedom out in Washington D.C. Um, and played for the WPS team. So the the women's leagues had three goes of this. The WSA, where like Mia Hamm played, yep, yep. Uh, the WPS, and now the NWSL. So I played in the WPS and got picked up by the Washington Freedom back in the day. Um, got traded, moved around, and then the league folded. Yeah. So after that, I was forced into retirement. Um, got picked up when the NWSL came back or came around. Not back because different. It wasn't yeah. Before. yeah um, I got hired as an assistant coach with the Washington Spirit uh, that are still around. So I had, I was there for eight years as assistant coach for the first team, head coach of the reserve team, um, and loved every second of it. And just started my own agency and helping represent players across the league and across the world. Yeah, and that's where we connected. I don't know. I actually don't know how we connected. I know it's through Instagram, but I don't know. If- Oh yeah, there was. I slid into your DMs. That's right. I know. I remember you slid in my DMs, but I remember the athlete that connected us. Now that we're talking about it. Uh, yeah, former former Aggie. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, what made you? And I know we talked a little bit, but explain how you go from player to coach makes sense, but from coach to like, all right, I'm going to go be an agent now. Yeah, great question. So, a lot of the work I was doing with the reserve team was you know i was in charge for people who don't know what that means yeah like like myself Um, i'm one of those people (laughs) so the first team is the professional team the reserve team is you know in the women's game and how we structured it uh were players that we identified to bring in and to track and monitor their progression and their growth and development through the years through college um we use that team to do all of that so if we were interested in your daughter, we would invite her out. She would, you know, spend the summer with us, play with us, um, track her development through the college process. And then I would create, help create draft boards. Um, so becoming an agent with all of that in mind, I was helping these players either if we didn't pick them up or they didn't get picked up in the NWSL, I was helping them get placed on teams overseas and helping them negotiate contracts and, you know, things that were hmm. like off, off the record type help, just some support that, you know, women in general don't, not that they, they, they have a need for an agent, but a lot of them don't, or if they do, it's not proper hmm. representation. It's not quality representation. Well, yeah, yeah. I see that a lot of places though. It's not just women and definitely not just women's soccer across sports. As we've talked a little bit about, you know, more, more our experience obviously is, is off the field stuff and off the court type conversations, but there's a lot of bad representation out there. Just, I was just reposting some, somebody who was talking a dad whose athlete is a college football player talking about all these bad things going on around name image likeness, college athlete stuff. So it's it's across the board now obviously it's gonna leak into college and stuff but so you weren't that you said that was off the record stuff you were helping them negotiate 
Yeah, it was nothing illegal. It, it was obviously, sure, sure, but it wasn't like a it wasn't a part of the job description. Correct, correct. And I had an epiphany, and I was like, I'm an agent because yeah. the work I wanted to do, I, I still, you know, in turn, like want to be a general manager, and this is the backside of that. The other, yeah. the other side of it. But um, yeah, in that work, I r- realized that I was doing the work of an agent. I just wasn't getting paid for it. And, you know, this was four years ago. I had this idea and through conversations with players, former coaches, current coaches, GMs, you know, domestically and internationally, I, I found that there is a need for good representation out there yeah. um, and just a different option. And, and in that, you know, you look across all leagues and there aren't a lot of women agents in this, in the field of sports. Period. Yeah. There are, you know, women work in agencies, but not necessarily an agent. Yep. Yep. Now, and I know, you know, and we, you know, as I said, when we talked before, I'm not Mr. Soccer, dude, I don't know anything about soccer, uh, nor, nor does Tim. So it doesn't matter that he's not here. We're not the soccer experts by any means, but. I see the crazy numbers of the NWSL across my Twitter feed and across my IG and the, the people that I follow. And it kind of just timed up when you had reached out to me a couple months ago, like, yo, let's talk about some stuff or whatever. And I, I just thought it's crazy how much all of this is shifting. You see that from, mm-hmm. you know, women's sports in general. So it's NWSL numbers have been really good. Uh, WNBA numbers have been really good. Women's college basketball numbers have been really good. Some yeah. really good numbers, right? And we're talking hundreds of mm-hmm. thousands into the millions, different depending on the sport. Yeah. So you're seeing yeah. a big time shift on all this. Yeah, you know, women's sports is on uh, an incredible uh, trajectory, and you know, it's supposed to be come a billion dollar industry in the next couple of years, and increasing visibility is key you know visibility of players teams leagues etc um it's one of the fastest growing sectors in the sports industry um and surprisingly it only attracts three percent of the sponsorship market women's sports do so the, the amount of growth that's there is exponential where you know comparing to and w or not WNBA, NBA, or an NFL, they've already, you know, reached their climax in a way and plateaued in a way. So they're, you know, you're seeing more and more people investing in teams and whether it's companies and investing in players uh, and leagues. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely growing and it's exciting to see. Well, that's the opportunity around it is now you've got yeah. these numbers to show like, Brands could have done this stuff before. They chose not to, right? Now you've got the numbers, the eyes. They're, they're going to continue to do that. And we get all the, like, BS to invest in women. We get all that that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, like, the brands and the, and the high ups at the brands say that stuff. And then it's like they're not really investing. Yeah. They'll, they'll shoot a few bucks, you know, their way to, like, be a, yeah. the WNBA or NWSL. And I don't know what some of these numbers look like, but I'm sure they're not gigantic numbers. But now you're seeing – a lot of the the evidence as to why you should be and the opportunity from a brand side to be able to invest in the women. And that's where I love the opportunity from a, a singular athlete to be able to take advantage of this too. Yeah, 
for sure. I mean, women have the power, women in general, right? Especially when it comes to commercial spending, like sure. 80% of those decisions are made by, by women. So women have the power and especially these women athletes, they're so smart and compelling and, you know, underrepresented. Yeah. So putting, putting more into them will create, you know, a, a better world for all to be cliche, but yeah, it's no, I, it, I fun mean, to watch. And yeah, yeah, go ahead. What I was going to say is I, you know, from, if I'm a brand and I'm a company, why wouldn't I be doing that? It's a missed opportunity if you don't. If you're not investing. So in that is the question. Why? Why aren't they? Yeah. Well, they will be, and that's shifting too, right? A lot. Of, I mean, not every. Not everyone is going to invest in every league period, right? It just doesn't make sense. But mm -hmm. some yeah. Are yeah. Investing in certain places will start to shift and do more of that, right? I'm surprised we don't have, you know, some of the big brands investing big numbers and talking about the numbers they're investing from a PR standpoint. So some of this is just. They want to invest. I mean, as a business, you want to invest to make more money, right? That's why they would invest into a league, right? Now there's that opportunity to do that because there's there's eyeballs. It's going to be really good PR. Anytime yeah. any big brand gets around it, that happens. Uh, why they haven't as much in the past, they probably have, have not seen it from this lens. They probably see it from a different angle of like, well, we're already spending $150 million with the NBA. Why would we spend $1 million with the WNBA or whatever those numbers look like? Uh, but I do think it's it's shifting a ton in the last year. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to continue to see that shift, and, and it's going to grow. It's um, just beginning of all this. What's that? I, th I said I think it's just the beginning of all this. Like just the, like we're for sure a rise when it comes to women's sports. Yeah, I think it's the golden age of women's sports right now. We're in it. Mm, are we in it? That would be tough to say. Yeah. We're in it, in it. I feel like we're entering it. Yeah, for we're sure. Like we're entering. We're entering the golden age of women's sports. It's huge potential revenue stream, and yeah. it's definitely growing. Definitely yeah. growing. And four decades after Title Nine, so. Yeah, got four decades. That's crazy. It's just the infrastructures around women's sports has improved. Yeah, so. even think about this from the Olympic standpoint. Like, think about the U.S. stars. Who will they be outside of the NBA guys? Because they're, they're obviously stars, but think about the Olympic athletes. To me, I, f I feel like when I'm trying to picture Olympic athlete USA stars, they're mostly women, right? Can you name like? Yeah, some what uh, I was reading today. Maybe that wasn't. I forget what it was. Anyways, there was a. I read today a certain percentage of the athletes are women athletes, obviously, but like it was exponentially high. Like it was much higher than. Than the men, I forget what that number was. Uh, but like you look at Katie Ledecky, the probably like one of the best athletes ever. Yeah. And we're witnessing it right now. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to watch her for I sure. And you know, that's not my sport. Would I ever be watching that on a random Tuesday night? No. But I'll tune in and watch it. Is gymnastics my sport? No, but when Simone Biles gets up there and she's doing it, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna watch it, right? Uh, I know yeah. the whole Shikari Richardson deal was a uh, was all about, you know, obviously it was great when she won it, and then he blew up mm -hmm. even more about for weed. But to me, she's one of the biggest stars to come out of the Olympic trials. She won't make the Olympics, but and I, I yeah. really, like I'm struggling to think of the men that really stand out above other men. 
You know, I just don't right. see, I see like the women standing out or maybe yeah. that's who I'm following, I guess. And, and the news that I'm reading. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. I, I like you, I'm, I'm blinking right now, but it just shows that, you know, female athletes are steadily commanding more and more attention from fans. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I hope, I mean, obviously you work with athletes and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more, but maybe, I don't know if we need to get into specifics about who you work with this stuff, but just mindset mentality around this. But like if I'm Shikari or I'm Simone Biles, these are two things I talked about on my IG and I, ha I wish they would do stuff like this. And I, I think they're, well, Simone is a athleta athlete, I believe now. And Shikari is a Nike athlete. But if they would just drop like basic merch, they could probably make a million dollars off of it. Like, if Shikari put a, I you love merch. I love it. It's such <laughs> an opportunity. I don't know what Shikari's deal is with Nike. I'm, I'm sure it's not a million dollar deal, but I'm sure if she drops some merch, she would do that. If Simone Biles would come out with some goat merch, like she was rocking in the trial, yeah. that would go. Like she can't sell a leotard. She can't sell it. Like how you have a jersey <laughs> in these teams. The, beda the bedazzled leotard. You wouldn't buy yeah. one? No, I don't think I'm going to invest in one of those. No. <laughs> but you know if she would come out that she'd kill it and that or if they would even have youtube channels or do mm. twitch live streams or you know being a little bit more creative around these giant opportunities they have they would absolutely kill it especially at a time like this yeah for sure because you only have even you know if you, you look at uh, a messy like you only have a blip of time sure whether sure. that's you know uh a year or if it's 10 years, yeah. but to capitalize that on for sure. And if you look at, this is going to sound ridiculous, but people do follow and merch is important. And if you look at the, um, you know, the fashion industry, it's no longer four seasons. It's 52 seasons. It's mm -hmm. changing every week. Sure. So people are lo always looking for new clothes and yeah. why not, you know, new merch for sure. And, and merch that people will support and buy. I just like mm -hmm. people just leave money on the table. And I, I think I come from the world of knowing what like some fitness people will do or podcasters will do and people that don't have the contracts with the, you know, the big shoe companies or whoever. Who, yeah. Who with. And people will make easy six figures off some concept tea they put out or, you know, basic, basic things that are such a theme of who the person is, just like a lot of athletes have, but they don't think to be like, I'm going to, drop 10,000 of these shirts and sell them and make, you know, whatever number, $100,000 or something. But we think about this a little differently. We've been a lot. Let's talk yeah. about it. Where'd about you get, where'd, where'd right. you get your girl dad shirt? I don't know. My mom got it for me for father's day. Me and my brother and brother, or two brothers. Okay. And brother your mom's buying some merch. She bought it for somebody. I don't know where she got it, <laughs> but she bought it. Right. And that was something she saw or she had the idea to make, or I don't even know, I don't know where it came from, but she saw it, opportunity to do it, bought it, right? And I think yeah. there's yeah. there's stuff like the I am human thing, if Shikari came out with that. Mm. How relatable is that to so many people? And so many people are, are annoyed with the whole situation that she got popped for weed and that she can't compete and all that stuff. How many people would just be like, I'm gonna buy a shirt and support her? Yeah, a lot. Now, what will probably happen? Sure. We'll probably do a, a Nike commercial around it, and it'll be really cool. And I don't know if it'll change anything that goes in her pocket, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And it won't change her being on the podium. 
it definitely will not change that. Nor, nor will yeah. you know some some cool T-shirts. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't. I just can't believe that that's still the case in 2021. But I don't know, nothing you or I can do today about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, let's let's talk about your athletes. So, how many athletes do you work with, and how what's like a, the process of how you work with these different athletes? Because well, first off, how many how many do you work with? I currently have nine, um, and there's female soccer players in the NWSL for overseas, yeah. um, and one former player who is now in the broadcasting scene. Okay, so then what's like a day to day look like if there is some sort of day to day? Probably nothing. Oh my gosh, a day to day is it could be anything and everything. Yeah, like from you know it's. it's scheduled meetings and calls with, uh, you know, companies or just conversations, check-ins, team doctors, like whatever it might be, to um, text. I actually just got a call from one of my players when we were on this. Um, You know, getting texts at 11 at night asking for advice on, like, what tattoo I should get and wear like it's it's insane from like the really important stuff big numbers talks to stuff like that so it's always keeping me on my toes there's always something new and you know not never thinking you would ever have to deal with something and it it pops up so I, I like the you know the structure of and the concept of the agency uh and being an agent but everything that comes along with it is very entertaining like there should be some i think there was what is that um there was a tv show about wasn't like the rock in it or something i haven't seen it somebody told me about it oh about an agent but we should know that's that was like a big show yeah hustlers no i don't know what it is i haven't watched i don't watch tv i'm bad but I've been told about it. But that's like a, that was like a Ballers. That was a big show. Ballers. That's it. That's yeah, it. Um, that. Yeah. But I, I say that because I feel like I can have my own reality show because it's everywhere, constantly, all the time. And it's I don't you. a lot of fun. YouTube it. Have a YouTube show. It probably would be a great uh, biz development conversational tool to have somebody follow you with the camera and you talk to this person and that person, then you're meeting with that brand and this company and that, mm. team and that tattoo artist or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, I, I have, I have a few tattoos, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Just don't get it somewhere where you're not going to regret when you're 60 years old. Yeah. 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 I feel you. I got, I got some, I got some more coming soon too, but <laughs> Uh, That's it, awesome. But that it's just you know when dealing with athletes like I, like we deal with athletes, it's always just different and crazy. Are you are you? Uh, we never talked about this. I don't know if I'm if I'm putting you on the spot. Whatever, I'll cut it out if you want me to. But are you going to work with college athletes? Is that the goal too? Like with NIL stuff. That is part of my business structure. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've had conversations with numerous college athletes. Yeah. Um, so, yes, that. That is the plan. Cool. I, if you want to talk about this, we don't have to talk about it. But obviously, this is what I'm talking a lot about on my social. Yeah. Media. No, I'm happy. I'm happy to dig in. It's yeah. interesting because 
you know, you read articles, you see the news, you have conversations with athletes, somebody like you, people yeah. in compliance within the NCAA, and people really don't know what's going on. It's new terrain, it's new territory. So yeah. yes, it is like free market, but what is that market? Yeah. Uh, you know, they're trying to put guidelines and, and boundaries around it. So it's, it's interesting to be navigating uh, at this time, but there's definitely opportunity out there for kids. I wish I, you know, I wish I was able to capitalize that when I was in, in school. Granted, I don't know if I would have been smart with my money, so I would have definitely needed a financial person. But, um, you know, I think it's great that they're able to own who they are and what they are and get paid for it. It's only fair. It is only fair. Yeah. 100% only fair. And I, I think there are big opportunities with athletes everywhere. I just think it's so few people are seeing the potential around all this. And so few mm -hmm. people understand what the hell to do. Like you said, I've talked to lots of big time athletes and people at big time schools and some are both. And it's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And when you talk about NIL, they usually, the only thing they really have as far as like thing they want to do is like create some logo and put out merch. Right. And Which is great, but there's so much more to be had than just a logo. So much more. And there's been a couple of good things I've seen where I was like, oh, that's good. I like that. Like what that person's doing. That was a cool idea. I'd like to know the numbers, see what that looks like. But, you know, especially when we're dealing with, I'm dealing with mostly with guys. Like who we'll work with is football and then men's and women's basketball players. And we've got, right now we got a handful. We'll have about 50 mm. we work with. But in a lot of times guys are like, they're, they're rushing. I feel like the guys did way more of this, like try to get 20 buck deal things. It's like, for what? Right? Yep. You don't need yeah. 25 to eat, right? If you do, that's a different story, right? If you need 150 bucks to, to do that. But if not, you know, make $500, 1,000 bucks, be smart. Understanding that anything yeah. you do is, is going to positively or negatively affect you long-term. And, right. you know, there's been a lot of right. mistakes early. Yeah, I think that the a big part of this, because there, there's going to be opportunities, it's, you know, creating a strategy on what you want and not having the FOMO of, you know, I have to sign this now or go with this company right now because other opportunities are going to come up. Um, just being smart and really understanding. I think it's great because it's, it's having these younger players really identify who they are at a younger age, right? It's, you, you really have to figure out what you value and what you, what you want to express and who you want to partner with. Yeah. Which can be tough too. Right. But when, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I, I get that. When I, when we talk to an athlete, so I have, we, you know, in 30 minutes, I got a call with an athlete that we just signed uh, is our first brand. Right. Yeah. And then I have another call with the dad around another athlete we want to sign. And, I, and he's, he's kind awesome. of, like, yeah, we've got some things in works. We're working on some cool stuff here, but love it. Love yeah. it. so, but in that, in both of those conversations, I'm, we'll talk around building around that specific athlete, right? There's some agencies I've seen and they've signed like 50 people. And it's like, I, yeah, you'll be able to shoot them a few bucks on these big deals you get. And then there's apps and stuff that have some value to, to specific athletes, but for the athletes, we'll work with is that we're going to build around them. Like how can we build around 
you, your KJ is different than I would be, than Tim would be, than my girl Liv would be if we were building brands around each other. So let's build around mm-hmm, that person. Mm-hmm. You know, one person uh, we'll, we'll do some stuff around Twitch with. One person is big in the outdoors. We'll build around those types of companies and those types of experiences. Yeah. You know, it's it, they're totally different realms, but let's build around this person. One person's got a really good personality. One guy's kind of quiet, but he's one of the best players in the country. So let's let's allow him to be that. Don't have him be loud or crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. I would be, let him be that person and we'll build around that. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think you, I mean, this is your expertise, right? Um, but it doesn't necessarily, like you're saying, it doesn't have to be sports specific. It could be no. anything. Yeah. yeah. I don't ever the have- sport is what is- Go ahead. The, the sport is is what's bringing you the attention, right? Yeah. You being an exceptional athlete is bringing you attention and creating all your followers and, and your network. So yeah, be who you want to be and attract those as well. I, I always say your sport is your tool. Like that's the tool to bring. There you go. Yeah. Right? And you've got this, you know, some of these people that we work with will go play pro. Some definitely will not. But you've got this window as a college athlete. And if you're at Texas A&M where you played, uh, if you're at Alabama football, if you're at, I played at Bowling Green, so lower level division one. You have 25,000 people in the stands. There's millions of alumni. Mm -hmm. There's hundreds of thousands of people that follow the program, right? That's a platform that you have for a small window of time. Yeah. Lucky enough to make a set in the pros, great. More power to you. But unless you're an NBA or high level NFL player or MLB, I guess, depending on if you're high level or, or not, like you're going to have to do other stuff anyway. You're going to have to build off, off the, off the, mm-hmm. you get drafted to the NWSL. Those numbers are not high. You get drafted to the WNBA. Those numbers are not high. If you're a seventh round pick in the NFL, good luck making a team, right? You'll make, uh, you know, you'll make a couple hundred thousand if you make the team, but if you don't, yeah. you know, it's tough to do. Yeah, what the hell are you going to do next, right? So that's where this can be such a great hands-on opportunity to build and start to understand business, start to understand what a brand yeah. is. Yeah. You know, that's that's where all these, when we have these conversations, that's the type of stuff we're having. Is this is this your athlete calling back again? No, it's a coach from overseas. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I go, Inquiring about urgent. Like, thank you. <laughs> no, all good. All good. So what, see, this is what happens. People just call randomly and want to talk. And yeah, I hear you. That's good. That's a, a good thing to have. I'm I'm getting that a lot lately too, where people are just, you know, I got a question, and it's like the most basic question, but cool. I'm here to help. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I've I've taken enough of your time today. I appreciate you. Uh, anything else you want to add to any of this that we just talked about? um no i don't think so i appreciate you having me on it's yeah. been fun it's been fun getting to know you and doing uh with your brother and you know there, i think there's a lot of similarities to what we're doing obviously and brand building and promoting players and whatnot so i appreciate your expertise and what you're doing for these players well good i i appreciate it i appreciate you coming on and if there's anything like we've had a conversation before about some things if there's anything yeah. up with you let me know Awesome. Cool. Likewise. Deal. Thanks, Pat. Yep.